Welcome back to Artists on Artists on Artists on Artists. This week, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. These are people's names. They're also the names of awards you can get in Hollywood. And if you score all four, well, my friend, that's called an EGOT. There are 15 EGOTers on record, but we found four more who you might not know. These people excelled in television, film, Broadway, and music. And they're coming here today to talk to you about how they did it and show you whether you can too or not. Let's listen in. This is incredible. Wow. I'm so it's so excited. wonderful to be here. I love recording in this studio. Have you guys been here before? I've never fucking been here. No, not in my fucking life. I, I wouldn't it. know. Sometimes I see it on the call sheet where I have to go, and my wife will go, you've been there before. Mm. <laughs> your wife knows all your, your yeah. shoot locations. Yeah. No, I have not been here before. <laughs> oh, Sorry you got a voice that. on you. Okay. I'm a <laughs> yeah, little right. starstruck. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah, guys. Hey, what's up? There's that famous song. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're four people that did something very few other people have fucking done. So yeah. it's pretty fucking amazing to be together. Talking it is about amazing. Kind of and it also, I don't know if you guys feel this way. It is like, I don't feel the need to prove myself at all anymore because if we've, by all recorded metrics, we have one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, they don't say Holly, they don't really <laughs> say Hollywood is filled with winners, but we are the winners of yeah. Hollywood. We if there was a competition, did. we won it. We won them all. We're <laughs> the best of the best. We deserve a place to sit at every restaurant. That's but we're, oh, humble, we're wow. humble. We're humble. We're I humble. Wanna, for I sure. want to like, keep it humble always. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, do we want to go in and introduce ourselves or what? I would love for everyone to uh, say their name and then also what they won in every category. Totally. Easy yes, to do. Yes, easy yeah. to do. Um, I know you probably get asked that every day, but um, I'd love <laughs> to just uh, hear it. Well, I'll go first, I guess, because I feel like I'm the youngest one here. What's up? My name is The Dustin, and um, <laughs> I am a 24-year-old EGOT winner. You might know me mostly for my Grammys. <laughs> uh, we went triple platinum on my album. It's self-titled The Dustin, The Dustin. Um, it's kind of like a pop ballad thing, and we kind of sweeped. It was awesome. And then because of that, I got a sweet guest star on the newest teen show called Blues, um, Bluesphoria, and I kind of sweep there too, weird. Um, then I got and my Oscar for my music, in, uh, well, it was actually Oscar Tony. They used one of my songs in a Disney movie, and that won me the best original song, in Oscar, and the best original song, a Tony. Um, so, yeah, I guess 24, hit it big. <laughs> but, you know, we like to stay humble. Cha! Cha! Incredible. I'm starstruck. I feel like I'm looking at a fucking embryo. He's so young. <laughs> I'm looking at a fucking embryo. Hey, He's an embryo so with a leather jacket on. Embryo with a leather jacket and more hardware than a freaking Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. That means a lot. Yeah. All right, well, hello, everyone. I'm Sarah McDonald, and I am an actress. I've been uh, on stage and screen for uh, many, many, many years at this point. It's a... <laughs> It's funny to look back. It's been it's been a long time. I've uh, lived through many presidential administrations, <laughs> and um, so uh, oh gosh, which one came first? I believe it was yes, it was the Tony that came first. I did. I was the originator of the role of um, Starfish 
in The Little Undersea Wench on Broadway. <laughs> and that was a, a, a big uh, breakout role for uh, really alto representation. There wasn't a lot of, back then, there wasn't a lot of songs for altos to sing um, in their college auditions and whatnot. So I believe I'm a pioneer in that way. And then uh, there was the Oscar adaptation of that movie. And then following that, um, I got the Grammy for, uh, it was the audiobook retrospective of playing the starfish. In, uh, <laughs> and so, that won a Grammy. <laughs> yeah, it won a Grammy. Yes, for best audiobook recording. And, you know, the Emmy was the hardest to get. I will say the Emmy was the hardest to get. If you don't come from TV, it can be pretty tricky. Right. Well, do you come from TV? Where no. do you come from? <laughs> no, I come from music. You come straight from your mother's womb. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's funny. You don't have to prove it. Like I said, you won. You've already won. Well, when okay? is there? Don't try to sell the product after they already bought it. You know I'm not I mean? selling. This is just my personality. Don't right. try to sell oh, the product after they already bought it. I find that hard to believe. Look, uh, and so I had to get the Emmy somehow, so I had to pull a lot of strings. Luckily, I was able to book a pilot called uh, Tuesdays at the Apartment with Friends. And we really, really drove hard at that campaign to, uh, get, me a, to get me an Emmy for that. But Based eventually I did. Yes, so we only went for one episode, but we strong-armed the Emmy committee in such an aggressive way. Uh, but I had to, I knew I would, I had to get that fourth piece of hardware at that time, you know. So luckily we did. Uh, but I think I deserved it. I think I had some funny lines in there. There was a wonderful scene where I came in wrapped in bubble wrap going, oh no, and then I toppled to the ground. That was the footage we sent to every Emmy Academy voter. Nice. Anyway, and here we are now. Welcome. Thank you so much. Story. Uh, my name is uh, Don Horgan. I am a costumer by trade, wardrobe. I do all that kind of shit. And uh, I, I do a lot of fucking Boston shit. I grew up uh, on the streets. I had a very interesting life. I did all sorts of stuff. At 19 years old, I was in the uh, corner of a bathroom, strung out on hair, and I said, I don't think I'm going to make another day. Strung out on what? Heroin. Heroin. Oh, I thought you I said I thought you hair. said heron. I was strung out on hair. Yeah, like, like the, the fish. Oh. Like heron? Or the fish. I got a fucking accent. Sometimes I say heroin, okay? So don't fucking criticize me for it, okay? Oh, awesome. This is my life story. I'm not criticizing you, little fucking tyke. What happened to me? What? <laughs> All right, let's keep it off. I was 19 years old, strung out on hair, and I was down on the ground, and I almost fucking died. And then I woke up, and I said, I got to change my life around. Oh. Uh. So I got into a bunch of shit, it bounced around, figured it out, got into wardrobe because I realized there's a lot of fucking movies and shit where they're showing people from Boston, showing people from the neighborhood, mm -hmm. and they're not dressing them like that. They're, they're dressing them in fancy stuff. They're dressing them like there's something else. And it was really ridiculous. So I said, we got to dress them like they're normal people. Yeah. So I came in, I revolutionized it. I, I, I got my Oscar first. I got it for uh, The Boys in the Neighborhood Are Wrong. I got then, I moved over, there was a Broadway version of it, Boys in the Neighborhood Are Wrong, got the Tony. I got the Emmy because uh, I worked on a show uh, about, uh, it's called Back Where I'm From, There Ain't No Friends Like This. Wasn't that the one where they were, the whole cast was in a Boston Red Sox hat? Absolutely, a big hat. And I, I engineered the big hat. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, they all the sat in it, yeah. They all sat in a big hat like a big bowl. <laughs> but you upside down. It. Upside down. <laughs> 
You actually won that the costuming award there, didn't you? Oh, for the Emmy, yeah. That mm-hmm. was a costuming. Yeah, it was all for costuming. What right. are you talking about? Yeah, no, great. <laughs> Good morning, the Dustin. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had my cafe. <laughs> awesome, dude. Okay. And then the fucking Grammy is a little harder for a costumer, right? Because it's an audio medium, but I actually got it because uh, I uh, was sampled a video of mine, uh, a YouTube video where I was uh, cussing at a trombone player on the street, got sampled in a rapper's album, and... Uh, uh, I was credited as a co-writer on the song, <laughs> and it won Song of the Year. I think they did the right thing with that. What was yeah. the? What did that sound like again? It was like an well, auto-tune there was thing. This I love that song. He was right I outside my fucking song. apartment, and he was screaming. He was playing, and I was like, "You fucking loser! You fucking <laughs> loser! Go take that fucking trumpet and play it where the fucking sun don't shine! You fucking loser!" Yeah, it's gonna be hard for me to ask you a question about any award but that project. Totally, and you. You can ask me, that is the least involved I was. <laughs> that is a video that somebody else made of me that I got credit for because I said, hey, you better fucking credit for me. That's going viral. And then that it got me there. So that is a little difficult for me to, to expand on. I can try as much as possible. Well, I, I have a lot of questions about that that okay. I will table for now. I'd love to hear from you. Got to hear from of you. Of course. Um... Good morning, guys. I am Andrew Beans. I um, I am a composer. I uh, am so grateful to be with you guys here today. I forgive me. I'm not used to being on camera. Um, yeah, you look really sweaty. You're fucking nervous. <laughs> yeah, huh? I'm just losing my mind. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I um, let's start from the beginning where it all starts. Well, I've never seen someone's foot tap so fast. Oh yeah, it's a sixth note over here. I so I got my where do I begin here? I got an Oscar for the song I wrote. For the Pixar movie Popcorn Meets Chair. Oh, um, such a good movie. Where a little popcorn piece of popcorn falls in love with a chair. Um, Forbidden Love. Forbidden Love <laughs> is the song that I wrote for yeah. that song, for that um, movie. I'm sorry. I can't wrap my head around that plot. Uh, Why would a piece of popcorn fall in love with a chair? You've got to see the movie. It's you've a Pixar film. I mean, those yeah. guys have minds like nobody's business. Yeah, it's a cartoon. Why would an old man miss his wife? That, that cartoon stuff make things up. I, I just, I That's cannot exactly. keep up with this. Yeah. You can. No, well, well, buckle up because then I got the Grammy um, for a song I wrote for a Pixar film. And that was um, A Basket Who Learns New York. Hmm. I love A Basket Who Learns New York. It's a great little movie. Um, And then I got the Emmy because I wrote um, the music for a Pixar short that now um, is on Disney Plus, and we got an Emmy for it, believe it or not. And that um, uh, that was the story of Granola. Ugh, the story of yeah. Granola rocked my childhood. And you won't town. believe it. Yeah, yeah, it's a town. It's a town where everybody, <laughs> Granola, you got to see this movie. Everybody <laughs> in the town of Granola Wait, is, everyone, what? no, everybody's a thimble. Everybody's a thimble? Yeah. Well, how do Pixar. they think or talk? It's a cartoon. No, but uh, what? You seen like, uh, you seen uh, Snow White? 
Yeah, well, yes, but that's a that's a human woman <laughs> walking around as a princess. How would a thumbtack have an opinion? I said thimble. These, yeah, he said thimble, and these Pixar guys, <laughs> these Pixar guys are so creative. Okay, um, and then well, I that's got, unbelievable. Yeah, I, it really is. I just show up and I play the ivory tickles, um, and then I um, I got the Tony. For a musical that was adapted off of a Pixar film. I wrote all the music. Um, and it was Airport. Oh, I love Airport. It's such a strong film. Yeah, it is a retelling of the music man through the eyes of the LaGuardia Airport. Absolutely. An airplane comes to town. <laughs> and he promises everybody in the airport that he can change everything about him. Yeah, I mean... I learn. I know how to play music and make it jolly, and that's what I owe my whole career but to. But it's also somber. I, I, you know, not to, you know, I don't want you to uh, cut yourself down. It's very somber. It has beautiful notes to it. I appreciate it. I love it. Can I ask so, about the process that you went through when you made that song? Okay, so I wouldn't know. I, I went through no process. For that. <laughs> that is not a process I was involved in. I got a call. Actually, right before the song came out, they said, just a heads up, you're going to be on the radio a lot. I said, what the fuck do you mean? I was laying <laughs> down in bed. I was yeah. thinking about the night I was strung out on hand. And I was thinking about it, and I was nervous. And I said, oh, I hope, I hope my life is better, because I was on some other fucking show. I hated it. The characters were from New York. He was fucking stupid. It was terrible. I was the assistant wardrobe editor for Friends. And wardrobe, wardrobe editor is very different <laughs> than a wardrobe editor. That is You're the person who cuts clothes. their clothes. <laughs> yeah. A wardrobe editor is you trim and hem and cut. But do you do you cut an outfit or is it just physical? No, like, it's, little... it's, art, it's items from specific outfits. <laughs> so you're not re-stitching anything. You're not taking no. anything out. You're, you're kind of not... going, let's cut this. It's, it's usually you like. You can make things shorter. Let's get in the wardrobe editor to take this bracelet off. It's stuff like that. Oh, it's okay. Like fucking annoying. It's oh, that's like a, that. I actually have heard about that. That is a union thing. It's the a union regular thing. wardrobe person cannot. Remove exactly. an article of clothing. They yes. can only put it on. Not edit out. They can only add. They cannot subtract. <laughs> so they have to have somebody else to subtract. It's fucking bullshit, to be honest. And then I got a call. I said, heads up. Turn on the radio. And I said, okay, what's the deal? And I heard myself screaming to a beat. And these crazy guys. Such think, a good club song. Yeah. Um, Such a good club they're, song. They're called uh, Deaf Freaks. Deft freaks. Deft freaks. Deft freaks. What was Which the process? Which is so smart of a name. Deft. <laughs> deft freaks. They're called deft freaks. Okay. And 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 they and I tried to call them. I don't know who these two guys are, by the way. They wear masks all the time. You never worked with them. I never work with them. I have not met them. They used me all the time. I went to the Emmys. I tried to meet them, and I met them, and then I walked away, and someone said, you know that isn't them, right? And they pointed over, and there were two other people. In <laughs> so I think I tried to meet them, but I got the Grammy. I got the Grammy, and that's okay with me. I had the question about you. Yeah. You work for Disney, Disney yeah. Pixar. You're yeah. part of the big machine. I mean, yeah. I, I'm curious. You know, there's a lot of mumblings. We're not supposed to talk ill of the mouse. The house of mouse runs a lot of stuff in this town. Mm. A lot of stuff in this town. Yeah. So tell me, what's it like working for the House of Mouse? Oh, House of Mouse is very different, though, I'll say, than Pixar. Pixar is a group of freaks. Okay. These guys are freaks. You walk in there, and they're... What what kind of middle-aged men thinks of a popcorn falling in love with a chair? Well, yeah, that's right? what I'm thinking. It has to be a deranged individual who <laughs> thinks that an inanimate object can talk to a different one. Yeah, well, let me tell you, the whole office is built that way. Once I was in a meeting, and we had to ask the pen what they thought. 
And I said, that's a pen. And they said, inanimate objects can talk. And that's how they, oh, they, they actually that hear it. So, so they just, they, they want to give every piece of anything anatomy and autonomy. Did it talk? Did no, it didn't. It? Of course, we waited in the silence and I had a cigarette. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and I don't smoke, okay? I just, you, I was so You were driven to it. I was so appalled by the fact that we would stop a pitch meeting about- Are you, are you the kind of person who keeps one in your pocket just I in case? I keep one no matter what. <laughs> My wife once got in a fight with her cousin, and I said, I have to pull out my cigarette. Oh, no. What was the fight about? I don't know. About some kind of turkey. Um, anyway. Sounds stressful. So, so, her and her cousin? Her and her cousin. Thought some kind of turkey. About a turkey they were making for Thanksgiving. I don't be see. like these Pixar guys. That makes think sense. I'm talking about an animal, okay? I can see the scene. Your wife and her cousin. Screaming about some sort of turkey, you thinking, time for me to pull out my cigarette. I said, this reminds me too much of the house of mouse where stupid shit talks. So it's hard over there. Yeah. Um, and listen, I'm just a musician. I'm not, totally. I'm not one of these freaks with a laptop, okay? I don't type weird stuff. And they use countries like it's like a backdrop. They go, what if we did popcorn meets chair, but we did it in Italy? And I go, guys, that doesn't change the music. It okay. didn't change the music at all. It didn't influence the no, music No, I'm really against my music being geographical. I mm. think music mm. should be colorful, jolly, and it should bounce. That's insane because I feel like the history and culture of musical is <laughs> directly based to geography. Very smart 24-year-old the Dustin. Thank you very much. <laughs> When it oh. comes to music, how do you feel? Do yeah. you feel like it's oh, geographical? Oh, guys, stop. Thank you. Your pipes Thank are you incredible. So no, I didn't compliment you. I was Thank asking you a question. Thank you so much. I was you just, were you raised singing? I was raised singing. I was raised on the stage. I was raised in the booth. Um, I'm kind of uh, uh, You guys probably know this, but I don't know if you guys know this. I was uh, used to be a Broadway child actor. I was Matilda. Um, and then I was the kid who eats cake in Matilda. Yeah, and, Bruce and, Bogtrotter. Yes, that's exactly who I was. I fucking love Matilda. I read it to my kids. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's you know. incredible. So after that, though, when we switched to Broadway, I just jumped into the booth and got going. Um, basically, I got famous on a dead app called Vine. Mm. For my pipes. Um, and one thing led to another, and we ran away with... Girl, you got them booty in those jeans. Um, it's a great song. First hit. Um, second hit was, uh, I was like, baby, what? You're cool. Um, so th those both went huge for me. Um, what was the question? The question was, uh, do you feel like music is geographical? Oh, uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, well, I'm asking yeah. again. So not just a question. For this me. is what I get for being curious about a fucking Gen Z. This is it. They thank you, and then they'll ask if they hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> did I hurt you? Sorry. Did oh I say something? God. Oh you? God! Answer the question. This is a okay. fucking question. Twinkle Thank you. Toes. So I think it's geographical when you listen to the play. I mean, it's kind of undeniably geographical. You think of a, a reggaeton. That's from a, a certain area of the world, a geography of the world. You think of uh, uh, 
you think of different French music. Mm -hmm. That's from France. And they made that music because of the what mountains. What part of the world is the Dustin from? What, that album you're speaking of? Uh, the Dustin comes from the Great Plains of Plano, Texas. <laughs> no way. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Very wealthy neighborhood, Plano, Texas. Very wealthy city. <laughs> thank you so yeah, much. A lot yeah, of money thank there. you. Yeah, I definitely came from wealth, and I'm not ashamed of it. You know, a lot of people will try to reject you from that, but that's fine for me. You know, so and I think my influence, my music was definitely influenced from the plains of Plano. Mm. Uh, you can kind of hear it in my That's songs. Incredible, mm -hmm. uh, Sarah. I'm dying to hear mm. about um, just your performance at the Tonys when I saw you sing that song live. Oh yeah, and you forgot the words. It was <laughs> iconic. Uh, yes, well, I'm told that it's made a big splash online. That it's a big, uh, it's been a big uh, comeback for yeah. that performance yeah. because you know. In the in the nineties, you would you would just sing something, and you sung it on TV, or you went on, uh, you know, who was a who was a talk show at the time, Ed Carson. Uh, yeah, Carson. Car maybe, that was Carson. <laughs> maybe that was earlier. Maybe that was earlier. At the ninety three, Carson. Was it's on. been so okay. Well, thank you so much. I think well, Salt and Pepper had that. a talk show. It was a who? Salt and Pepper Salt in the nineties. Yeah. Salt and Pepper. Well, I've I've done so many of them, I can't keep track. But Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Oh yeah, Bre probably. All right, probably just get somewhere to it. in there. <laughs> Listen, okay. So uh, you, my point is, you go on a talk show, you do an interview, or you, yeah. you perform on a on a national stage of some kind, and then that's it. It lives on the TV. Nobody ever sees it again. It just exists there, and then it's gone. So you can do whatever you want. You can take a call in the middle of your interview. You can go to the bathroom. You can get up, play a game, come back. You can swear all you want. And, and nobody ever hears about it again. But now, because of the internet, if you do something on television, uh, people remember it. Yeah. And people put it somewhere else, and then all of a sudden, uh, kids are lip syncing to me, forgetting the words to Starfish of My Heaven, yeah. and, and saying things like, they're, they're, they're lip syncing this one part where I went, where's the cue card? I need a cue card. Yeah. Who's a cue card lady? Give me the cue card. And it's like people do it to uh, uh, like analogous situations in their life where they're confused by something. Mm -hmm. I'm told it's a big hit. Will My you address the rumors that you had seven bottles of champagne before that performance? Oh, oh. absolutely I did. You did? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a different time, and uh, they had alcohol available more freely. It was uh, there – there wasn't such a stigma around being drunk as hell. Um, <laughs> you could kind of – you could do that more often. Now people are very sensitive. Sensitive. I they do say, miss those days. Yeah, they say uh, you can't Huge be. Stigma. It's nine a.m. You're here at your call time. You can't. You can't be uh, uh, drunk as shit performing yeah. a scene. And I just. I don't know if that's the way we should be going as a society. Yeah, I mean, back when I first started, it was like I'm wasted. So what? It was like, yeah. I'm wasted, you yes, have brown exactly. hair. You know what I mean? Like, it, well, these are all facts. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. And it was it a signal change. that you were so comfortable in your position, in your character, in your role, that you could do it on any substance. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. You can't go to the bank drunk as fuck anymore. No. No, they don't like it. I, they don't like I it. I have to tell you... Uh, my son is a drag queen, and you, oh, your, really? yeah, your performance, uh, he he does his in, in his character in his persona. He does he lip syncs your entire song. 
And he's he so incredible. Yeah, I saw him the other oh, day. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, in the Lower East Side, New York, there's a drag queen, is a drag bar called uh, Bussy. And I went there and I watched my son perform. And he now, was What incredible. is that word, Bussy? It's boy pussy, I think. Oh, boy and, and he pussy. performed, yeah, like a butthole. And he, he oh, well, performed. I like that. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, and he was amazing, and he brought the house out. Everyone loved it, and I, I he wanted me to thank you for it. Oh, my goodness. I, I, well, I'm so flattered. Yeah, That's absolutely. so funny because I saw a drag performer do your part of that song you're so famous No way. Um, the fucking loser. They did the whole song? video? No, the, the don't They did my your sample. Trumpet. Yeah, your sample, yeah. I saw a Who drag did performer that? do that. Um, I don't remember. I think it was at a bar in uh, WeHo in L.A. I go cool. sometimes because my wife likes. Th she thinks these drag queens are really singing. And drag queens are incredible. My son. I know, but I keep telling her the art of it is lip sync. Listen, you gotta <laughs> my break it to her. Wife, no, I mean I've tried to tell her so many times, and she goes, "Honey, when that drag queen sings, all I want for Christmas is you" by Mariah Carey. She sounds just like Mariah, and I go, "Honey." <laughs> She's lip singing. Yikes! She's yeah, gotta try to learn. try to explain that. But anyway, I saw a performer um, do your part of that sample. Amazing! That's fucking awesome. I mean, I'm honored. I, I I'm 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 an honorary drag dad. You know, I I, yeah. love, I love my son. His 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 persona. She's incredible. I love it all. What's, What's name? his name? Um, well, his name is uh, Tim. Well, oh, yeah. What's What's her name? The persona. Uh, her name is. Uh, uh, Sassy Bitch Deluxe. That is a great name. Yeah. That really good. is great. Yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> or is that a tag? Could be something. Which part he of it are you confused about? He changes it all the time. He changes yeah. oh, it all he the time. I don't know if he uses bitch. It might be another name. Oh. I don't know. But he uses it. He changes it all the time because he's, he's coming up. He's trying to get on Drag Race. I help him film the tapes. And I help him with the costumes, too. Yeah, because that's what I can do. I mean, he's he comes from a costume background. He comes from me, you know. I, I can do I do wardrobe ads on him all the time. You know, I actually uh, drag queens are. It's funny that you bring that up. They are uh, quite enamored with me, and uh, you've got a following. There for was sure. one time I was not not let's say kidnapped, but let's say uh, brought into the back room, and there were seven of these uh, wonderful, beautiful uh, drag queens, and they were all out there with notepads. And they would say, just talk. Mm. And they would write down every single thing I said. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm, I'm in some kind of a show now where they, where they all imitate me in some way. And I, and I think it's interesting. I think it's a compliment. Well, I, I would say, and I know this because my son, you're, I think you're kind of what people say in their industry, you're like a, a gay man's old woman. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. where you yeah. become this legend status. You're the Jennifer Coolidge, you're the Laura Dern, you're the Rosemary Clooney, you're the old types. Yeah. You're, you've, you've become the type of uh, woman that gay men obsess over. And it's fascinating because I don't understand. I don't understand what it is. I, 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 they, I think they seem to latch on to the way I, I talk to staff members and the way that I take glasses from restaurants. Yeah, but I'll tell you this. The second, the second you understand why they like you, they're not going to like you anymore. Yeah. You cannot know. That's so <laughs> true. Don't, okay. don't lean in. Don't lean in. Oh, no, I shouldn't it'll, have it'll ruin the it once you lean you in. The second you figure it out, you You know, done. this makes sense. I've had a drop-off in interest ever since they convinced me to make that TikTok where I was holding a, 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 a glass of champagne and walking out of the, the Chateau Marmont. I, I have not been getting calls. Drag queens no. have not been uh, uh, talking about me as much. So no. uh, that you does check out completely 
not own it. You're the gorilla in the cage. You can't look at the glass. <laughs> That's the thing. The second you look at the glass, we don't like you. You got to be fucking careful, okay? Well, this is, this is good to know. <laughs> but they are. They're playing you in Vegas. There's, I, I walked down the street the other day, and there was a Sarah McDonald impersonator in Vegas. She asked me to take a photo. It was going to be $55. Oh, my goodness. $55. Absolutely. And she asked you to take a photo? Yeah, she asked. Yeah, she said, you want to take a photo of me? I got it. Yeah, she didn't ask me to take a photo of her. Sorry, I was a little confused. Okay, the Dustin, I want to talk about you singing all the time because here I am, (laughs) I'm a musician and Uh I rarely um, will be playing music in conversation, referring to melodies in conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, like, is that a learned thing? Is that a new thing? Or have you done that all the time where you sing what you wanted to say? And thank you so much. It's definitely a thing that I picked up when I was a couple years ago. We were just in the booth so many times just recording 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 that i thought you know to to ideate new ideas that's incredible i have to keep on singing and yeah i don't write any of my songs but i'm hoping to one day um (laughs) and i think just by singing a couple tunes and trying things out you can find good lyrics like already from this conversation i feel like i've picked up a lot of great lyrics that might go into a future song of mine let's hear them one is that i love is um uh, you're you're a gay man's old woman. I think that would be really. And fun. you think that that's okay for you to say? <laughs> yeah, that's his words. Well, yeah, we're Gen Z. We have no rules. Um, okay. Yeah, it's like kind of like this weird things where millennials are not allowed to say things, but Gen Z, if we do it on TikTok, it's usually fine. Mm. People don't really get mad at that. That's so. gonna change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm interested to know uh, people's philosophy on this. Uh, There there could be an argument made for uh, we've basically won. We've gotten all the awards. What's to stop us from just kicking back on our patooties and and enjoying a mimosa on the beach somewhere? Why do we keep doing this? Why do we want to work? What drives Mm -hmm. you? Well, for me, I think it's my age. You know, I'm not done exploring the art. I'm not done exploring the universe. Yes, I have an Emmy. Yes, thank you. Bless yes, you. I have oh, a grant. That wasn't a compliment, that was a sneeze. <laughs> thank you so much for that. Uh, yes, I have an Oscar, and yes, I have a Tony. But my work isn't done. Um, there's still so many kids and so many people that need touch, be, to be touched by the Dustin. And I can't wait to touch them. I don't you know? like what how you. I don't like. I don't something about I that. Just, I don't I'm like. actually really interested. I guess for me, it's like when you hear EGOT winners, you usually think really exciting. You know, like really fun, really crazy people. But you guys are kind of like laid back and mundane a little bit. Mundane, <laughs> my mundane? fucking guy. You want to tell me I'm mundane? Not my. I mean, we mundane have... is a really good word now. So. I was in the basement of the Tam smoking. Cocaine. Tam O'Shanters? No, the Tam <laughs> on Boylston Street in Boston, Massachusetts, you fucking loser. Sorry, I don't know Boston. I do. I know it like the back of my fucking dick. Tame? Okay, here we go. I was in the Caribbean on a Pixar retreat to do research. and That sounds an very anchor, mundane. <laughs> an anchor hit my head so hard that I sang a high C. That is incredible. These are the mundane? stories I want. This is the, these mundane. are the trials that I think EGOT winners have got to talk about. Mundane? I dangled myself from the top of the Empire State <laughs> Building in a sex swing, drinking dirty martinis. 
And they didn't stop talking about that for years. My, That's I'm all not about mundane. that. That what is that story? No, I want to talk about why we're all so tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like I'm exhausted. <laughs> I am exhausted. I think it's because I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> you know, I, my doctor was just saying that about me. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's, I think it's because we don't get enough sleep. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys getting six hours? My eight circadian hours? rhythms are off. I've been told. <laughs> I, I want to hear the sex stories. I want to hear the crazy <laughs> drug binges. I want to hear what made you EGOT winners. There's only 15 plus four of us, okay? Listen to me, fucking boy. All right? <laughs> hey, thank you. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up for a fucking second. Stop thinking empty things. Listen to me, you fucking boy, okay? Sound like Pixar. Jesus Christ. Listen. The fucking hard work is why we have the awards. Yeah, we don't yeah. have, the, the the crazy times are the reasons we probably shouldn't have gotten those awards, you fucking mm -hmm. loser. You gotta put those words into action, okay? Mm -hmm. You gotta do fucking things. You gotta do the paperwork. You can't get a job without filling out a 1099, okay? Mm -hmm. You can't build a costume without sewing together two pieces of cloth. Mm -hmm. There you go. Oh, well, why don't you listen to me, good sir? Why don't you sit on down on your butt I and will listen not. to me right now? Listen, sometimes the crazy times are the times we aren't thankful for, okay? Listen, once I was in France for a Pixar retreat, research retreat, and I was so drunk off my mind, I poured my whiskey into my fettuccine Alfredo. I ate that whiskey that fettuccine Alfredo, insanely and fun. I got sick for years. <laughs> years? It never went away. Keep going. No. I'm not thankful for the times I went crazy, all right? Oh, yeah? Anybody else want to try to put me in my place before I go ham on your asses? No, because I think that's what you want. And so I'm not going to give it to you. <laughs> that's so good. Do you guys nap? I do. Do you guys know what makes a good viral video now? Do you guys know what makes a good, interesting thing? It's not talking about who was the late night hosts of the 90s. It's these stories. You think I don't know viral? You think I don't know viral? I got a Grammy for going viral, you fucking loser. You yes. fucking piece of Lean shit. In, Pop. You fucking piece Lean of in, fucking Poppy. shit. Yes, I love this, and thank you. Thank you. I want to hear these dirty stories. I want to hear the fun. I don't want to hear about you, where you sleep at night and how you go eat. What, I, what do you fucking do, you little fucking robot from I the industry? I sit in a booth. I sit in a booth all day and record. And when I'm not doing that, my mom takes me to Broadway. You have been <laughs> flat this entire fucking time. <laughs> Auto-tune is a good thing. Sarah, go. Go, Sarah, go. Yes. Lay on me, mama. Lay on me, mama. computers, you think that you could just do a little run all the time in everyday language? If you're going to do a run, you better hit the fucking note, kid. Like how? Like this. Oh. God, that was beautiful. Holy <laughs> shit. It's like she had two strokes before it. I think they were hairballs. That was my theory. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You, you okay, know, I Sarah? I haven't actually tried in a while to actually do that, so I, I don't know what came out of me. I black out every time I sing. That I was mean, great. And I think that's how you succeed. You just have to disconnect a little that's bit. That's all yeah. I'm saying. We're EGOT winners. This shouldn't feel like a 12 a.m. at Denny's, okay? Listen to me. We had the exciting moments, you little fucking prick. We did them. We had them. We I had whiskey in my pasta. Exactly. We get to rest on our laurels here. 
Okay? It's just because you didn't have exciting moments in your life because you were engineered in a laboratory for <laughs> entertainment doesn't mean <laughs> that we haven't had them. And doesn't mean that we have to sit and fucking rip our veins open to show you we have. Yeah. All right? I'm not a Gen Z puppet, okay? Yeah. I'm not. So Wait, you gotta chill the fuck out. I just realized why you look so familiar to me. Are you Brad Paisley's son? Yes, I am Brad Paisley's oh. son. Oh, okay. What? God. No, that's good. I love Brad Paisley. He's you, a your great father? Singer. He's your father. He's a great singer. You, you're a fan and of he's your father? My dad. <laughs> he's my dad. Listen, I know you, the Dustin. You're never gonna stop. But let's talk. Have you guys ever wanted to stop? Have you yeah. ever just wanted to take summer off? I know, Dustin, you're not engineered for that. No. And I, I feel bad because you'll work till the day you're dead. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I haven't been uh, as consistently working ever since I achieved EGOT. Um, I found it was much more fun to walk around restaurants and just start talking. I, I found that it wasn't as, you know, it's not as demanding. There's no one saying you have to be here at a certain time. And so for the past uh, 30 or so years, I've just sort of done uh, sort of bit niche cameos in different shows where they trot somebody out, kind of like at the end of Mamma Mia 2 where Cher comes in for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Iconic. That's kind of been my bread and butter for a long time. Every, anytime I go, oh, well, the cash uh, well is uh, running out a little bit, the investments are going a little wonky, uh -huh. then I hop on a TV show for uh, three to five lines. You, you, I saw you on, uh, you were on Pretty Little Liars recently, the reboot, and you came in at the end and someone said... Um, did somebody say uh, mystery? You were dressed yes. as a big question mark. Yes, I was dressed as a big question mark because I played... What a I crazy played... reboot move. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty Little Liars, a pretty grounded, dramatic show for you to come out dressed up as a giant I question mean, it mark. broke from, the internet. From what I understand, it broke it. Tim Burton took over one episode of uh, Pretty Little Liars because the director was sick. <laughs> and uh, they were all friends, and uh, so it, it got a little uh, funky. You what should see when my when my when my son has his drag friends over at the at the house. Every single person that enters, they walk in saying, "Did somebody say mystery?" <laughs> they all fucking do it. You're a viral queen. I cannot. I am swatting gay men away like flies. <laughs> I and, cannot. And keep swatting because if you stop swatting, they'll go away on their the own. The second you join, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> now, can I ask? Can I ask you a question? What can you address the rumors that you're on the new season of Just Like and Just Like That? And yeah. Uh yes. I can address the room of uh and just like that. I, I do come in as uh Samantha's twin sister. Wow. They well because they're still working on uh, uh, getting her, getting Kim. Uh and she won't do it. Uh, she absolutely will not do it. So uh, they're having me come in as a, her identical twin. Uh, I am probably 30 years her senior, but they're, they're ignoring that. I think mm -hmm. that's part of it. Um, but yes, I do come in and I say, who left all the sex on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> and no, no spoilers, no spoilers, but let's just say we find out pretty quickly who left all the sex on the floor. It's oh, somebody Miranda. did leave it. it was, it's not a turn of phrase. It, it was an Charlotte. Accident. It's, it's actually no, it's Miranda. It's it's Charlotte. Well, Miranda that's how I said it. the line, and then they had to write it uh, in so that what I said makes sense. Okay. I hope you got a scene with Jay. I hope so, too. I, who is that? Jay Diaz? <laughs> yes. All right, what about you, my guy? <laughs> what? 
Are you working? Are you done? Do you want to oh, do more? Oh, yeah. I'm on some fucking movie right now shooting in Boston. It's called uh, Back in My Neighborhood. This isn't how we do it. <laughs> Yo's Boston movies are crazy. Well, look, I know all the outfits. I know where to buy the flannels. I know where to buy the Red Sox hats. I know where to buy the Carhartt shirts, and I know where to buy the Timbaland boots. And that's a great <laughs> job. Probably a great job for uh, assistant wardrobe editors to come in because a lot of what they're doing is taking away you know, other pieces of clothing. Totally. I'm not editing on this one. This is a, I'm, I'm, I'm main wardrobe so, on this one yeah, yeah i'm You're not putting yeah. on clothes we don't have yeah we don't have the budget for an editor i've started doing indie films because i i feel like it's fun to get back a little bit yeah you know i like to i like to work on movies that are a little more uh uh bare bones because i've done the big stuff i did yeah. the crazy stuff I, mm -hmm. i've gone to all of that so i i like to try to help wherever i can you yeah. know um, and uh, it's been fun, you know. Working in Boston is a little difficult. Sometimes people get a little ornery, people get a little fiery, but yeah. you figure it out. You talk it. It's a different conversation than if I was in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. And so it's nice, though. It's nice. I mean, I look. What's the What's the indie film you're working on? Well, uh, it was the one back where I'm from. Oh, that's indie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. That's an indie film. And then I mean, I'm, I have a couple other indie films uh, in development that I'm I'm uh, consulting on. For younger wardrobe assistants and younger wardrobe uh, costumers, yeah. Uh, there's one called uh, Meet Me at Fenway Park and Don't Get It Wrong. Oh, um, my God, these movies. There's another one called uh, The Name of the Father and the Son and the, the Freedom Trail. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to figure out what that one's about. That one's really crazy. Do you have another one? Yeah, there's one. Name two more. It's On the Grave of <laughs> Sam Adams. I fucking sit on my ass. <laughs> And then there's another one that I fucking love, and I'm really excited about this one. This one, actually, uh, the great Patricia Clarkson is flying in to play uh, uh, a housewife in an amazing movie. It's called uh, I'll See You on the Charles River, You Fucking Piece of Shit. <laughs> that one sounds that like one a That one sounds lot. like the best one. Are yeah. you doing more Pixar movies? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm not going to be able to stop working, not by choice. I like to take breaks, um, but my wife just bought Burbank. The city. The city. Uh, she bought the city, so I'm going to be working till the day. I'm what does your wife do? Because <laughs> you had kind of implied that she was an idiot earlier. Yeah, the woman doesn't get how to buy land. And I don't know what realtor <laughs> she worked with. Honestly, if she bought it the entire like city of really Burbank, it sounds like she really gets it. In a way no. that most people don't. No, this woman doesn't know that drag queens aren't singing, okay? <laughs> this woman bought Burbank, and she thinks we can just go from restaurant to restaurant because she loves these restaurants. And I went, no, honey, that means we are in debt, and I will never have to, never get to stop writing. Writing and composing. But you know what? It comes easy to me and I'm excited to do it. I'm working on a new Pixar film. Um, it's called Sticker Mania. And it's oh. the life and death of stickers. Oh, the death. <laughs> the life and death of stickers. It's I always talk about this. I'm glad they're shedding light because the internet killed stickers. It's fucking <laughs> awful. It's awful to see. I hate it. It's very yeah. upsetting. But it's incredible the way Pixar will uh, write for multiple generations. They're writing yeah. to the parents who are bringing the kids about the stickers they grew up on. And then they're writing to the kids about the fact that these stickers are gone. And now it's being replaced by the big bad wolf, the GIF. I guess there's um. uh, one generation they're not <laughs> writing for. This is probably the only not one. Her. I'm so angry right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm furious. The idea that a sticker would have a pulse or heartbeat. Oh, Grinds my gears. <laughs> it's fun, I guess. Where's that one based? Um, they're doing that in Germany. Oh, wow. fun! That feels very appropriate. For so stickers. you're writing like German music for it or something? <laughs> no, I don't believe music has a nationality. Okay. 
<laughs> Maybe that's problematic. <laughs> I don't know. I just think it should all be staccato, bouncy, and high pitch. Mm. What yeah. are you doing there, Dustin? Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks for... <laughs> just God. say it and get it over just with. Just say you're dying. I'm being polite. <laughs> so the big, Just say you're dying, so please. So the big, the big news is I am dying. What? Um, yeah. Um, of what? Dying of this fucking conversation. Y'all are boring. <laughs> okay, are okay, boring. okay. I'm going to okay. be at uh, Tenets of the Trees <laughs> <laughs> uh, later tonight. So, um, performing? Performing. <laughs> I'll be at Bob's I'm, Big Boys. I'm actually going to be DJing at Tenets of the Trees because life is a dream. Life is a movie, and I plan to live on it. So, if you're looking for something, I'm starting a, a little residency at Tenets. Um, uh, the first week of the month, I perform and I play all the hits that I love. We do your song a lot. Oh, God. We do your song a lot. It I gets have. booties on the floor. And sometimes I'll throw in a remix of mine, and uh, people love it. People you put us it. together? Yeah. Keep I'll, us separate, please. <laughs> Don't it, mix it our voices. Wor- you got to hear it, though. It works. Because sometimes what I'll do is I'll use that same beat and and I've made a couple freestyle tracks off of it. So it kind of goes like, your sound bite, like, shut the fuck up. And I go, rolling in, rolling in with the homie. Yeah, bet, uh, bet, rolling in, rolling in with a good time. Listen to me. Yeah. Oh my God, bet, wait. Listen uh, to me. Bet. He's going to get pissed. Never fucking sing over me ever again. You got a big girl, and I like him. Girl. <laughs> you ever feel like you don't want to get mad again because you might go viral saying what you might say? Like oh, if you rip the Dustin apart right now, that might be a sample. Rolling with hundies, rolling with thousands, rolling with K's, rolling with girls, rolling with guys. You fucking piece of fucking shit. Fuck you, you fucking loser. Go to fucking hell, you fucking piece of shit. Refrigerator. Fuck me. Refrigerator. This has been artists on artists on artists on artists. Answering the question, now that's why we call it showbiz. Good night, Hollywood. Artists on artists on artists on artists is an improvised Hollywood roundtable podcast created, performed, and produced by Kylie Brakeman, Jeremy Colhane, Angela Giratana, and Patrick McDonald. AOAOAOA is a Sugar 23 podcast. Mike Mayer and Michael Sugar executive producers, Liam Billingham producer. Production support by Angela Rostano and Anthony DiFrancesco. Music is by Gabriel Ponton. The opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect the opinions of anyone who works on it, not even the performers, because this is an improvised podcast and we're stupid. Full video versions of AOAOAOA are available on YouTube, so please like and subscribe and leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. That's all for now. Good night, Hollywood.